Beryl is a 101-year-old woman who continues to volunteer at the Friends Cafe in a hospital in West London. She has volunteered for 18 years after her husband died. The main reason she decided to become a volunteer was her need to engage socially when she felt lonely and isolated. Beryl talks about feeling blessed to have experienced good health in her life, the benefits of moderation, and the importance of service to others. For people in her community, Beryl has become something of a local celebrity, but mostly an inspiration. Today, we'd like to talk a little bit about the benefits of volunteering. Most importantly, we'd like to dig a little deeper and describe why we humans seem to benefit from serving our communities. Research studies show that there are clear benefits such as increased self-confidence, life satisfaction, physical health, and reduced rates of depression and feelings of isolation. Volunteers themselves explicitly report improvements in their mood and reductions in stress and anxiety. These reported benefits have been confirmed by studies measuring hormone levels and brain activity. Studies with elderly volunteers show a decrease in chronic pain, a reduction in heart disease, and an overall reduction in mortality rates compared to non-volunteers. Dopamine, the neurotransmitter associated with pleasure, satisfaction, and motivation, appears to be a major reason for these benefits. Humans, we are hardwired to feel rewarded by activities that promote social connectedness. In fact, animals experience similar rewards too. Neuroscientist Rick Hansen describes that animals experience the benefits of dopamine when it's helpful to other members of their group. For example, a monkey grooming another monkey receives more neurophysiological benefits than the one that is being groomed. This example reminds me of a grandma who loves to cook for her family. This idea that many of us like to share home-cooked meals to express love and gratitude for the people in our lives. A study with over 10,000 volunteers in the UK shows that volunteering helps people feel socially connected and have purpose. This seems to be especially true when people are providing a service they find meaningful. The connection doesn't seem to be limited to the interpersonal level. Volunteering helps you feel connected to organizations and your society in general. Past volunteering experiences seem to predict greater engagement in civic activities. People who have volunteered in the past are more likely to serve others in the future. This applies not only to the individual, but also to the children of those who volunteer. This means that parents can send a powerful message to their children when they model volunteering by example. Children of parents who volunteer show more loving attitudes and are more likely to help other children. This is called prosocial behavior, and it's a hallmark of friendship, good social skills, and it goes hand in hand with academic achievement. Service can teach children that they are part of a community that benefits from their contributions. People also benefit when they volunteer for less than altruistic reasons. For example, research at Mills College in California shows that regardless of why students volunteered, the fact that they volunteered increased their likelihood of civic engagement. When we help others, we help ourselves. We discover things about ourselves 
we learn skills, we experience joy. Volunteers often describe coming to life when they see that their contributions are truly helping others. Sometimes people find volunteering to be especially meaningful to them because their work relates to a cause that they're personally connected to, including past pain and trauma. For example, relatives of people who have died of drug overdoses find that volunteering for organizations that help people with substance addiction helps them process their grief. Helping others gives us a broader perspective in life. Life is not just about me, what I can achieve, what I can get individually. So you might be wondering, how much volunteer work do I need to do to qualify for this benefit? It turns out it's best to start small. An easy mistake to make is overcommitting and underdelivering. This could create problems for others and disappointment for us. If you say, hmm, will I volunteer two hours every day after work or every Saturday and Sunday 9 to 5 p.m.? It will most likely not be sustainable. Another idea is that we can help others without necessarily signing up for a formal volunteering opportunity. Perhaps at work, you can go above and beyond your job requirements to help a customer. Maybe you can listen to a friend who needs emotional support. Even little things like holding a door or letting another person pass before you are ways to be prosocial. Finally, there are other factors to consider. For example, choose an activity that is meaningful to you and a cause that you truly want to support. Make sure the business, organization, and group you want to help is safe. That you won't be exposed to toxic elements, for example. Just consider contributing what you can, what is realistic, and try to think about it by taking just one step, the first step to help your community. Next week, we're going to talk about connectedness and decentration, which are two concepts that are related to today's topic. We will see how our social relationships can improve when we pay attention to more perspectives rather than being stuck in the perspective that the world revolves around our ego. Remember, you can also listen to this episode in Italian and Spanish. Please consider supporting us with a small donation by visiting our website at www.togrowhappy.com. Season 1 transcripts are available on Amazon. You can also help us by giving us a positive review where you listen to this episode and share your thoughts with us. We hope this episode can help you be happy. Goodbye. Ciao. Adios.